How do you prevent comfort eating and overcome the addiction to food? Let's find out. Welcome to 9 Minutes to Better Health, a podcast series that breaks down real science for you to use in your daily life. G'day, I'm Dr. Nick Fuller. I'm an obesity expert from the University of Sydney and RPA Hospital. The truth about obesity is it's a multifaceted problem. And on 9 Minutes to Better Health, I arm you with the science that you can use every day to answer important questions. Each podcast, I will tackle the latest research on interesting health and wellness subjects. I'll chat about topics like, how many eggs a week can you eat? Why is my poo brown and how do you know if it's healthy? And is going gluten-free a good idea? Which is a topic we tackled last week, so make sure to go back and listen. But back to today's chat on comfort eating and food addiction. How do you prevent the cravings? And how do you prevent the associated weight gain that comes with your favorite foods? What we eat and how we eat is a large part of the obesity problem and the growing waistlines we see today. It's very hard to resist the foods we love, and there's very good reasons as to why. First, there's the food manufacturers themselves that have an uncanny ability to create food that smells, tastes, and looks delicious. But it's not just the crafty work of the food manufacturers. We also have our ancestors to thank. As hunter-gatherers, we evolved to seek out high-energy, nutrient-dense foods, which gave us best bang for our buck. Food wasn't always available, and it was hard to come by, so we gorged when it was available. Fast forward to today's environment, our genes haven't changed, but our food environment has. Ever since the shift to mass production, the foods that give us pleasure are no longer nature's treats, such as nuts and seeds, papaya, mangoes and berries, but rather processed and fast food. The added fat, salt and sugar in these processed foods trigger addictive-like eating behaviours, which we see in our modern obsession with so many foods such as donuts, muffins, McDonald's, Pizza Hut and Nutella. Once upon a time, these products were the occasional food, but nowadays they've become the everyday occurrence. These foods are convenient, taste good and they're hard to avoid, but processed foods should not be part of your daily eating plan. The good news is the studies show it's possible to overcome the cravings, but it doesn't happen overnight. Let's jump into the literature to find out more and make sure to stick around to the end as I'll give you some simple tips to conquer the comfort eating. The research highlights three key areas of discussion. The first one relates to the science behind our cravings. To explain this, I'm going to do a deep dive into the brain and describe how we control our appetite. So I want you to picture this. Your brain, a highly complex organ that's about the size of a large grapefruit. It has many folds and creases feels soft and squishy, and it looks like a very large, grey, pinkish coloured walnut. Now inside your brain is a very clever part called the hypothalamus. This has a crucial role, as it's responsible for regulating our energy intake or how much food we eat. It receives inputs both centrally, that is in the brain, and peripherally, that is from the stomach and gastrointestinal tract, telling us when we should and when we shouldn't eat. Some of these hormones are produced telling you to start eating, and others are produced telling you to put down the fork and stop eating. And it's this clever wiring system between our brain and our gut, also known as the homeostatic regulation of our body weight, that kept most of us within a healthy body weight range. Well, at least up until the 1970s, 1980s. But as our food environment changed, so did our waistlines. And now the issue we have, thinking back to how we evolved over time, is that the brain also receives inputs from the hedonic or reward circuit, which is related to the sight, smell and taste of food. Recall that this was needed to survive and procreate. Our ancestors would seek out energy-dense foods that were high in sugar and fat. Unfortunately, this hedonic, or reward pathway, can override the homeostatic system, and it's why you keep eating even when your energy stores are full. 
Have you ever wondered why you always manage to have room for dessert, even though you've just had dinner? Well, this is the hedonic pathway kicking in and overriding the homeostatic regulation of your body weight. The sight, smell and taste of this food is irresistible and you have a hard time saying no. When we register a pleasure, in this instance eating your favourite food, dopamine is released into the brain's pleasure centre. The hippocampus is then responsible for remembering this sense of satisfaction and the amygdala triggers a response next time we see the food, almost as if our brains have been hijacked. These foods are screaming out to us, telling us to eat them. But it is possible to overcome these cravings, which I'll get onto later. This brings me to the second point, that the wiring of our brain is not our destiny. Let's go back to our visualisation of the brain. Our brain contains neurons, approximately 100 billion of them. Each neuron in the brain has a long cable, several times thinner than a human hair, called an axon. And this is where signals from the neuron travel away to be received by other neurons. These neurons have synaptic connections, up to 100,000, formed from other neurons that allow them to communicate to one another. And it's this connectivity that we refer to as the wiring in the brain. Despite us thinking that we can't do anything about this wiring, it's not our destiny. The research shows that our brain structure can change over time. It does respond to new lifestyles. This hard wiring of the brain is in fact soft wiring that can be retrained, but actual change takes time, effort and patience. It's not a linear process and it's normal to take a backward step at times. In fact, the studies show it takes 66 days, more than two months, to create a new habit and to break an old one. Think of it like this. The brain acts in a similar way to a muscle that is repeatedly used and strengthened over time. If you persevere, you will see change and with time, the healthier choices become easier. And lastly, dieting success lies within the architecture of the brain. Research has shown that a larger grey matter volume in the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that makes decisions, determines a person's ability to restrain or implement self-control when it comes to food choices. Repeatedly opting for unhealthy food choices leads to a decrease in the volume of grey matter in the brain, but the opposite also applies, in that you can increase the grey matter volume in the prefrontal cortex by repeatedly applying positive meal choices. So if you consistently promote self-control, you can change your brain structure, and over time, healthier food choices become easier. Saying no to that cake or those chips doesn't mean you can never have them, but it does mean you need to be able to say no most of the time. For example, five to six out of seven days a week, in the modern environment, we are presented with these foods all the time. They've become more than the occasional appearance at a birthday or celebration. In fact, they've become part of our daily ritual in that we're exposed to and consume them all the time. But cutting processed and addictive foods out altogether is not the answer. What you need to do is reduce your intake of these foods over time so they become the weekly occurrence instead of the everyday. My advice. Firstly, surround yourself with treats that are naturally high in sugar and fat. Every time you feel the urge to eat something sugary or fatty, reach for nature first. Fruits, honey, nuts, seeds and avocado are a few suitable examples that will prevent you going to the vending machine. These foods also release the feel-good chemicals and dopamine high in the brain you're looking for. But at the moment, you're getting that high from fast food. Secondly, start with just a bite of your favourite foods. By allowing yourself a few bites, you get maximum enjoyment for minimal damage. Research has proven this. The first bite of any treat food yields the most pleasure. Thirdly, buy single-serve packages of chocolate, ice cream, biscuits, chips, or whatever your favourite treats might be. You're less likely to devour the entire packet. My fourth bit of advice. Eat regularly to prevent hunger creeping in. Set reminders on your phone every three hours to eat. Because if you don't, you will only find yourself reaching for the cheese, wine, and packet of chips 
when you're ravenous in the afternoon. And lastly, disrupt your afternoon and evening routine by doing something different. Instead of switching on the TV and breaking out the chips or chocolate, learn a new hobby, go for a stroll, or read a book. For more help on your health and weight loss journey, make sure to check out the show notes. That's all for today, so please give us a like and share with others if you're enjoying the content, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay updated. The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It does not substitute professional medical advice or consultations with healthcare professionals.